Hi there. Welcome to the With a Story podcast. I'm Nicole Melior, your host. And today I have a conversation with Donna Svoboda. She's the Chief Joy Officer for Makers Academy, Europe's leading coding bootcamp. And in our conversation, we speak about her role as Chief Joy Officer at Makers, as well as how to incorporate well-being and mindfulness into the workplace. Just to note that this was recorded quite a while ago, pre-COVID, so any tips and tricks that might not seem relevant post-COVID, that is why. So thank you for listening and enjoy this episode with Dana Svoboda. So I'm here today with Dana. I always feel like I'm going to get your last name wrong. Svoboda. Svoboda. Um, yeah, so you're a the chief joy officer and a holistic coach. Um, so I wanted to just start by having you kind of, um, yeah, tell me a little bit about yourself and um, yeah, everything that you do, because you do, you do a lot of things. <laughs> um, so thanks for having me, first of all. Um, so yeah, I'm the Chief Joy Officer, I'm freelance holistic coach, and I'm also Chief Joy Officer at Makers, uh, which is Europe's leading coding bootcamp, and we're based here in London. And um, at Makers, my role is expressed in a few ways, um, as a holistic coach for individuals and also for groups, I also have built and trained the emotional intelligence curriculum, which runs alongside the coding course. And I'm the in-house yoga teacher, <laughs> as well as train the mindfulness meditation, which also integrates with the EQ curriculum. Nice, yeah. amazing, <laughs> awesome. Um, so it seems like that's a lot of kind of related, but different components, how, What's kind of your background and how did you get into what you're doing now? Right, so I've been in tech for just over a decade now and I started off at a company where I actually met our um, current CEO, Evgeny Shajnev, um, CEO at Makers. Um, we were colleagues at, um, at this company and at the time I was in the operations department and so everything was a lot less people oriented but as I uh, worked and grew in the company um, we also had the freedom and autonomy to experiment with um, our roles and um, what we wanted to do in the company as long as it wasn't you know too detrimental yeah. <laughs> we could try new things and if it worked we'd keep it and so um, a lot of uh, what I was experimenting with was working with people as I was um, you know, fulfilling my duties, and it just turned out that I was doing a lot more of that than um, the actual ops stuff, which was great, but that started to actually take over, mm. um, and things that I was passionate about, people, coaching, yoga, meditation, they sort of organically started emerging more and more um, in my day-to-day work, where I just realized I'm doing more of this stuff than actually what I was hired to do here. You know, the job was getting done, after all, mm. um, stuff. But um, 
I was more passionate, my energy uh, lay with all, all the new bits that I was doing, which is, I think, is an expression of myself. Um, and so I decided I want to do that full time and I started coaching freelance and um, within a short space of time um, I met with Evgeny who had left to build makers a few months before and he approached me saying that he'd like to bring me on to the team for those specific things um, but I really didn't have a job spec when they when they hired me it was almost he we knew each other well enough for him to recognize um, I suppose I would thrive if I had the freedom to create mm. something that was an expression and to give me the space to see what I could bring to makers yeah and the things that I happen to be really into at the time and still today slotted really well um, into the boot camp so yeah I just built it from from there day by day day by day <laughs> And I mean, it was a startup at the time. Yeah. So the, How many people when you started were uh, on the team at the Makers? Ninth, ninth, ninth person. Okay. Yeah, of the team. Wow. And yeah. so he kind of the so Evgeny is the the CEO. Mm -hmm. So he kind of just trusted you to yeah take this on and kind of build it out from scratch, basically. Right. Which I I thought when he approached me, I, I just thought, well, I do want to be a part of this team because. You're a very smart man. Because <laughs> he had the, the foresight to to think we need to care about people. And it's it's more than just like box ticking exercises. Yeah. It was you know, genuinely what I feel is a calling for me is, is, you know, bringing what it means to be human into the workplace. Because I think that's what not only makes us feel like we're spending our time on the planet in a quality way, but it's really good for business as well. Yeah. Could you elaborate on that a bit? Um, because so I it's quite like you said, it, he had a lot of foresight to um, allow you at that such a small stage to focus mm -hmm. on that. Um, because, for example, I know I've had the challenge of bringing initiatives like this mm -hmm. into a company that is that is also a startup where you think, OK, but we need we're still trying to just survive. So we need to focus on that. Um, so how if, if, for example, you're you don't necessarily have someone who is already turned on to those things. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. What are your thoughts on how you can kind of make that case that focusing on these things is also good for the business? a good question. This is a dollar <laughs> question. I was fortunate because they opened the door and well honestly it was challenging at first even though the door was open. I was hired in a way to buck the current of um, well things that I don't necessarily don't necessarily represent so um, to be more clear um, the, the energy, the grit, the hard work and pain that it takes to often get a startup off the ground. Yeah. Um, that is that is necessary at times, but it's not sustainable. And that was embedded in the culture when I arrived. So there's such a strong momentum of overwork and burnout and almost that like busy was a badge of honor. Yeah. And when I say he had the foresight and insight to 
recognize we need somebody to come on board to help you know steer this to a more sustainable place um that was all good and well but it took time mm. and i'm i i believe in what i do and there was times where <laughs> I, I did feel like i was the only one going against the grain and it wasn't in a strong assertive way but i just kept sticking to what i believed in and it wasn't a matter of if you build it they will come so i remember starting the meditation circle right at the beginning and it would be maybe three or five people that would show up every day and now today the you know the room's packed and wow. everybody's there to just get on with their meditation it's part of everyone gets it yeah yeah and, and it's it's so exciting but i have to remind myself this was just being consistent yeah and even the leaders in the company at the time there was resistance even with Yevgeny himself mm. he's, he's you know, classic overachiever yeah. and hard worker which he still is today but he's you know he now is somebody who's prioritizes his um, well-being mental health and um, personal development and is very open and vocal about it whether it's something to celebrate or something that is actually quite vulnerable he'll share it with the company mm. and i really think that it does take the leaders in the company to buy into it or to have already um you know been exhibiting these things for it to have that ripple effect into the rest of the organization yeah and so i'm i'm lucky because i'm surrounded by these awesome open-minded people that eventually it took and it was all of us together it yeah just me um going against the grain and really that our leaders now today they walk the walk and it's it's super cool yeah it sounds amazing yeah. yeah and you definitely have so you have like the bottom up with you doing like the grassroots work and then the top top down like trickle down from the leadership yeah. um and i think you're right you really need both to have something like that to get that groundswell and right. get it going yeah um, so I was doing some research and I saw that chief joy officer is becoming like a thing in other companies and stuff. Um, so I was kind of curious what your thoughts on the fact that this is becoming a role, a more common role in companies um, and what that kind of means for the world of work and the future of work. I, I'm so excited because when I started this, I mean, we were based actually um, closely here a uh, shortage and people were like chief joy officer these <laughs> young hipster startup companies oh, cute. with their weird roles <laughs> and yeah I think it's a super cool title and um, I get that it can come across like a novelty but to me it's always been something that resonated like from the core of me to the point where I do feel it was like a calling you know it's more than a career it's my vocation mm. And having been one of the earlier people to have a role like this when it wasn't so common, like now it is popping up all over. It feels great because I feel like, you know, I've helped pioneer something which yeah. is really important to, to just like thriving as humans together. Yeah. Uh, so I'm very proud. Um, and I, with the title itself, I remember when we were discussing my role before I fully joined the team. Um, they had written Chief Happiness Officer on the board. And I asked them, I said, can we change that to joy? And they're like, yeah, yeah, sure, whatever. What made you, yeah, why did you want to not happiness, but joy? 
I feel like it has a better ring to it, first of all, and yeah. also... <laughs> it's all about branding. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, and, and also there is something that I distinguish between the two. Um, personally, and I've you know, read these definitions as well, but I think it is up for debate. But personally, I feel that joy is something really deep and intrinsic that you can feel joy whether you're sad or mm. happy it's a it's a connectedness to your core self um yeah so alignment with with who you really are yeah and happiness is something that perhaps maybe it's externally stimulated it's a lovely feeling of um satisfaction and contentment yeah. but it i would say it's it's a fleeting energy where it's joy is just this constant thread of love that makes you up you know it's woven right throughout the center of you yeah yeah and that's why i liked it and i actually did trademark my title <laughs> <laughs> um, because i do feel that is you know uh, as part of my brand and how yeah. i like to represent myself and it's my dj name <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you didn't mention that in the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just liked it. It's catchy, and I do like it's a little tongue in cheek, with regards to like you know corporate systems. Yeah, There's definitely. A, a paradox there, and it helps us lighten up, and it also is a reminder um, not to take ourselves too seriously. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I love it. I love it. So you mentioned um, that this work. It feels like you're calling. Mm -hmm. um, so do you have, do you have, have you thought of kind of how all these different elements combine into what you would consider to be like your mission um, with like, with these different things? Yeah, I would say, I mean, I do like variety um, before I realized I'm just going to be a chief joy officer. I, I was struggling. I didn't know I loved yoga, I loved meditation, I loved music, uh, coaching, yeah. and a variety of um, other things that I've experienced uh, and wanting to, to, to do those you know, for work. Yeah. I couldn't choose because I really enjoyed it all, so then I just mushed it all together. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and did you feel like you had to choose? Like, oh, you know, yeah. I'm weird because I want to do all these different things and I can't pick just one thing. What's wrong with me? I did really have those um, moments because I, I, I knew I wasn't just somebody who was like, baking cupcakes is my passion. I'll do this <laughs> until I'm 90. I was like, I wish I could be like that. I want to just find the one thing. But I, lo I really love all the, all the things I'm into. Yeah. It's never going to leave me. And um, yeah, so I decided I can. I can have it all. <laughs> Why not? And as soon as I decided it and got out of my own way, and I also, you know, practiced the tools that I teach other people, um, I was able to to create um, to create this and build it. And so, it can be done. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> day by day, day it's by possible. Day. It, yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't an overnight thing, but. Like I said, this stuff wasn't going anywhere, so I figured out how to just blend it all into my life in a way that I can feel balanced. And, you know, I'm not perfect at yeah. it, but definitely it's been a worthwhile 
thing to pursue because I do feel immense like, satisfaction. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, this is, this is what I'm doing and I'm very glad I, I made that decision. Yeah, oh, I love that. That's so great to hear. Yeah. Um, so obviously Makers is like quite a unique environment. Mm-hmm. It's, um, uh, so it's a boot camp for developers and then so it's, you know, in the tech sphere, which is quite different from a traditional corporates and just more tra- traditional industries generally. So, um, yeah, I'm curious what tips you would have for people who are working maybe in more traditional work environments that they can incorporate into their day to day, whether that's just for their own well-being or to start kind of making changes in their workplaces. Yeah, I, I'm aware that Makers is quite a special environment that we forget what normal, normal workplaces yeah. can be like, where it can be really quite traditional and rigid and you know, it's almost utopic sometimes and that we, we have what we have, so I'm very grateful. So realistically, I understand if people don't feel as empowered to create this kind of change in their own workplaces, so I would start with yourself in your own personal life incorporate well-being practices and prioritize your well-being more for yourself and what i find is you know what you regularly incline yourself towards becomes your nature Mm. and it starts to emit from you and opportunities then find their way to you mm. sounds you know m- mystical but i i really i see it all the time so i have to <laughs> say it your um, vibe attracts your tribe <laughs> right, right. <laughs> and so if you put yourself on that wavelength you will start to notice more and more things of that nature yeah. and be able to you know follow your impulses and reach for opportunities have um those fitting conversations that start to generate more of it in your immediate and wider environment so if this is something you're doing regularly you might find that you're discussing it with other colleagues who are interested and then you'll maybe start a lunchtime meditation yeah player recording or some guided meditation and it's just the handful of you doing it and you don't have to have some company-wide change but this is something that brings you a feeling of um, wellness and um, you know, whatever a good thing you're trying to inject into your day. Yeah. You're doing it regularly and it's in your work life. It's, it naturally starts to generate more. Um, and again, it's that if you build it, they will come. But I would try to, if you don't feel you have um, the leverage to create it on a wider level, like maybe management doesn't couldn't be bothered about this kind of yeah. thing then really just prioritize it in your own life and you will start to attract others who will want to join you on that I always say don't try to convince the reds <laughs> who are the reds <laughs> so if you're green on a subject thinking of a traffic light system yeah if you're green on a subject which means I'm into this thing a lot of the time we're like oh I wish all the reds would join me on this thing life would be so much better it would be a better world I would rather just emanate your green to the ambers 
and the embers are a lot more influenced. I love that. Yeah, by by your green light, and then you draw them in, and then the embers become green. Yeah. And then maybe it starts to see eventually. Yeah. Territory that everybody, because this stuff is so true and fundamental for for life. These practices that you know I I um, practice myself and teach. Maybe I'm a little biased. <laughs> science behind it too. Um, that those who are ready will will come, and that's yeah. I I it's happening every day at makers and other companies that I've worked with. It shouldn't be hard work because yeah. you cannot assert well-being or happiness onto anybody. You can't answer a question that isn't being asked. So just emanate it. And, yeah. And yeah, it'll come. Yeah. Oh, that's that's, that's really useful. I wish I could give you a more practical. No, that's really good. Thing, but other than that, yeah, obviously speak to your, your like line managers. Start with yourself, right? Yeah, start with yourself. But if you if you can speak to um, line managers or um, HR and and get curious and see what you can do to be a part of some yeah. some change on this front. Amazing. Yeah. So I just want to yeah I want to circle back to makers. Um, because uh, yeah, I hope you don't mind me sharing. You you wrote you recently wrote a book based on all the work you've been doing at Makers. Um, so yeah, could you just tell tell me a little bit more about that and the yeah the idea behind the book? Sure. So uh, yeah, my first book. I'm very excited, very proud, um, and grateful to Makers and specifically Adele Barlow who helped me put the book together. Uh, she's been a real um, mentor and guide when it uh, came to me writing so it's a compilation of a series of blogs that I've done but we've um, crafted it for uh, our our makers community and also for our hiring partners and potential hiring partners because obviously we've got mm. our b2c side and our b2b side and so just wanting to create um more of an insight to what we're doing at Makers, our holistic approach to education, um, just giving them some information. And also there's a lot of useful information based on emotional intelligence and just good tips for well-being that hopefully will have a positive impact on the readers. Nice. Yeah, yeah I, um, I read I read through it, like kind of skimmed it before you came. And um, yeah, there's some, some really good tips in there. Um, Cool. Um, well, that's pretty, pretty much covers everything I wanted to chat about with you. Um, so the last thing is just to share um, where people can find you online. Great. So yeah, um, uh, two, two sites. We've got makers.tech. That's um, our boot camp where I'm spending most of my time. And then my website, chiefjoyofficer.com. And I look forward to hearing from you. Amazing. Thanks so much for coming, Donna. Thank you, Nicole. It's been so great hearing hearing more. I've enjoyed it. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you.